Hey everybody, this is Matt Hardman here with the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Hopefully you are checking out this show on one of the many, many podcasting networks that there are out there, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or now iHeartRadio. And give this show a listen. Give the others here on CKCC Radio a listen, like Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, Ranking Tracks, United We Fan, and many, many more. So check them out, give them a like, you know, subscribe to them on iTunes, give us reviews, give us good reviews, like five stars. So, anyway... As I said, this is the Race Nerd Podcast, and we got a very full show, and I'm running a little behind this week, so I'm going to kind of shorten a lot of things up, Um, but we do have a trivia question, as seeing that Jimmy Johnson, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, missed his first race due to a positive COVID-19 test. Who was the last driver to attempt a race prior to the Brickyard 400 weekend this past weekend uh, to attempt a race in the number 48 car in the Cup Series? Uh, the answer at the end of the show. As I was saying, we got a lot to cover. We have the historic IndyCar NASCAR weekend at the most famous track in the world, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We also have some news to cover and uh, everything of that sort. But we got to start off with two passings to talk about. The first being Rose Matoli, uh, the wife of the late founder of Pocono Speedway, Joe Matoli. Uh, Rose passed away at the age of 92. Um, the track is still family owned to this day, and is one is the only solely owned privately owned track currently on the top tier series of NASCAR Uh, the other passing we have is not so much a racing legend or really involved with racing although his career does does cross over into racing avenues quite a bit and that is Charlie Daniels the country music legend the man who is synonymous with the song Devil Went Down to Georgia probably one of the greatest songs in my opinion Um, greatest country songs he passed away at the age of I want to say He was in his 70s, but Charlie passed away from effects of a stroke, and like I said, his career kind of crossed over quite a bit, 
not only did he pen the song and the the song Devil Went Down to Georgia, but he also penned the theme to the movie Stroke Race, the racing movie featuring Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. He also penned the song The Intimidator, um, obviously based off Dale Earnhardt, uh, that was used in the movie, in the documentary movie Dale, not to be confused with the docudrama um, that ESPN had put out, but the documentary that was on CMT. That was a huge success. Uh, he also uh, was very involved in the Xfinity series uh, as a both as a sponsor as an and an ambassador um, for the military, and was often seen around the garage up until last year with uh, Mike Harmon Racing and. He himself had actually been featured on a Cup Series ride, featured on Joe Nemechek's Oakwood Homes car back in 2000. Uh, so, you know, our thoughts are with the Daniels and Matoli families. Uh, we also got some other news. Obviously, the two biggest news items are, were... Jimmy Johnson testing positive for COVID-19, which saw him miss his first race since 2001, where he ran a partial schedule for Hendrick Motorsports prior to his Rookie of the Year campaign in 2002. Uh, Jimmy has since tested negative twice and been cleared by a doctor and NASCAR. As I was saying, Jimmy has been cleared to race this weekend at Kentucky. And NASCAR has already given him a waiver for the chase, if the playoff chase, if he qualifies for it. So, um, moving on, we have uh, the news that. Fernando Alonso will return to Formula One in 2021. Uh, Alonso, who has been biding his time in other series racing here and there, and is attempting his third Indianapolis 500 next month, uh, will return to the team that he won the 2006 and 2007 Drivers' Championship in the top open wheel series. Which is very interesting that he would return to Renault. Um, he had a couple of disastrous years with McLaren. Um, ultimately causing him to retire, quote-unquote, from Formula One. Uh, but he seems to be reinvigorated. Also, I think money helps. But uh, any idea of him moving to... Any possibility of him moving to IndyCar is now completely dashed. So, he will try for his third, qualify for his third Indy 500, where he ran very well his first year. Uh, 
and certainly was one of the cars in contention before losing a motor very late in the race and he did not qualify last year uh, for the 500 uh, in a effort that was split between McLaren and uh, Carlin Racing where all three Carlin prepared cars did not make the race. Uh, this year he's in better hands with a deal with Andretti Autosport, the team that helped foster him to that really strong showing his first year. Uh, they're going to see if they catch lightning in a bottle again and hopefully uh, hopefully he will pick up his first Indy 500 win, uh, seeming that he has won in every other form of racing that he has entered and won every major race that there is, whether it be Le Mans or Monaco. So, uh, we have all that. We have um, NASCAR has announced their next set of races uh, coming up. Most notably, the trucks will not be running at Eldora or Mosport or Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that uh, the Xfinity Series will not run Mid Ohio, and that the Cup guys will not be running, nor any of the other series will be running at Watkins Glen due to uh, COVID outbreaks in those states uh, the Watkins Glen weekend and races will be moved to the infield at Daytona uh, using the road track that they use for the IMSA races and the super bikes and I think that's something that fans have been kind of intrigued on seeing for years as the track is that track setup is probably most known for the 24 hours at Daytona is an exciting and challenging road course and now actually seeing it come into fruition with all the rovals that we've been seeing you know whether it's Charlotte the past couple of years or out of necessity running the road course at Indy uh, for the Xfinity guys and we'll talk about that in a little bit I think this is a good call, um, although I am kind of downtrodden on Eldora not being on the schedule as it's, it was the only dirt track for any of the three series. And I made a suggestion the other night when I found out about Eldora. They can easily run a dirt race, easily run a dirt race if the track is prepared for it in none other than Charlotte. Uh, as right outside Charlotte Motor Speedway there is a dirt track uh, right over by the drag strip all on that same complex and I think the dimensions may be a little smaller than Eldora but I think it's very feasible and it's very close to all these uh, truck teams that the turnaround for this would be Real simple, real easy. The track's already there. The teams are already there. You're not having to haul in it. 
anything real far out anywhere. And North Carolina is open for racing. So, I mean, it would make sense. The only thing is, does the track have the facilities to handle all that? And doesn't have all the safety equipment? Um, I'm assuming so, safety-wise. But does it have all the other uh, facilities that are needed for something to, of this nature? But that's just my two cents. I think it could be a great show doing that and not losing a dirt track on the schedule. But that's just my two cents. Um, other news are uh, the cars that are locked into the All-Star Race, which is coming up this week at Bristol, will feature glow, uh, underglow on the cars to make it a little little more interesting uh, for the fans on TV and in the stands um, I've already heard detractors say this once again takes away from NASCAR I think this is something different uh, especially with the with the number the possibility of the numbers being moved on the cars and this is probably going to be a one-time thing but I think it's cool and it's just something that they're playing with I mean there's nothing on the line with this race other than money and pride so gives NASCAR that that little bit of wiggle room to try something new and different uh, I think it's a little odd but we'll see how it plays out uh, I'm keeping an open mind so moving on we had a lot of racing last weekend. As I said, we had the historic uh, Indy NASCAR weekend. I believe it's the first time that IndyCar and the Cup Series have actually crossed paths on the same weekend. Uh, and what I found cool about this is Saturday, the IndyCar and the Xfinity Series ran the road course. And then with the quick turnaround, they set the track up for the oval at Indy, the two and a half mile uh, historic oval. And to be honest, none of the racing disappointed, which I was very surprised about. Uh, IndyCar always runs good. Scott Dixon picked up the win there uh, for his second win of the season. Uh, a lot of great racing. I thought it was going to be Graham Ray Hall's race, but Scott suckered him in at the end and one pulling away then came the Xfinity race uh, the first race held for the Xfinity guys on the roval uh, this was something that was changed due to not not so much COVID like I said earlier but I think a lot of it had to do with um, them wanting to differentiate between the Xfinity and the Cup Series as it's kind of been lackluster uh, per se with the with the racing actually in both series to be honest uh, so they decided to try something new with the Xfinity and it did not disappoint Chase Briscoe picks up his fourth win of the season and with a race that two laps to go you had you could have thrown a blanket over the first five cars and completely covered them all. Uh, Justin Haley finished second. Uh, 
I want to say Justin Allgaier, uh, Noah Gregson finished third, and A.J. Allmendinger and Austin Sindrick, two uh, drivers are known for their road racing prowess, finished fourth and fifth uh, with a little bit of beating and banging between them, which allowed uh, Briscoe to pick up the win. And it certainly was a great, great win. Uh, Briscoe being from the Indiana area and watching Tony Stewart win there, uh, his many Brickyard races, then coming to the Brickyard himself and winning in a uh, Stewart-owned car, or partially-owned car, uh, that was certainly something. Then we move on to Sunday, the Brickyard 400, which was marred early on by an accident. Fourteen laps into the race on pit road that saw six cars uh, all get totaled and a crew member for Ryan Blaney's pit crew, his rear tire changer, getting injured. He was taken off, uh, taken to the hospital. Um, no, no serious injuries, um, but from my understanding is a broken kneecap. Uh, which is lucky um, seeing the accident and seeing how catastrophic it could have been uh, not only for the for this pit crew member but for the team and the sport uh, Danny Hamlin was on his way to win that race um, but had a tire go down with a handful of laps to go giving Kevin Harvick his third career Brickyard 400 win. He's only one win at Indianapolis away from his idol, uh, Rick Mears. So that was certainly something. And it's also the first time in many, many years that a driver has gone back-to-back -back at the Brickyard. Um, when it was all said and done, it was, it was a... It was a much better than expected Brickyard 400 as the last couple had been pretty lackluster and there was even talk of moving away from the oval and moving to the road course which the Xfinity series ran uh, for the um, the cup guys which I don't think would be a bad idea I the track really doesn't have the NASCAR history as it does for the IndyCar. And seeing how the races on the Cup Series have been going down throughout the years, uh, this year excluded, I think it's kind of, it might be the right thing to do. Unless NASCAR could get the, the Cup guys could get the right setup to run that race. And make it competitive instead of a follow the leader. So, another interesting little tidbit um, I forgot to mention when I talked about Jimmy Johnson is the fact that Justin Allgaier had filled in for um, Jimmy and it was interesting as Allgaier has been a steady hand and I think it really could have been his coming out party this past 
weekend, but unfortunately he was one of those drivers who was caught in that you know, lap 14 um, pit road wreck and did not get to show uh, what kind of talent he has in a cup car, in a competitive cup car nonetheless. So, we'll always be left with what could have been, but um, moving on. We got Kentucky this weekend. We got a double header on the Xfinity race races on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday, or Thursday and Friday. Then we have the Truck Series on Saturday, along with the Arco Series and the Cup Series on Sunday. Then we move on to Bristol with the All-Star Race. So, looking forward to that. Um, <coughs> no, that's not Corona. That's my emphysema. No, I'm kidding. I have a sinus infection. If you haven't noticed, that's part of the reason why this is, episode has been delayed. Because I haven't sounded that great and I haven't felt that great and been working a crap ton of hours. So, it's just kind of been hard when I have the time that I don't sound like a horse's ass and sound like crap so uh, anyway moving on real quick a couple of other little tidbits um, Beats by Dre uh, the headphone maker is now throwing their support behind Bubba Wallace and has actually signed him to a personal services contract uh, that came about that announcement came a little earlier than expected after some tweets about Bubba had come out. Um, and it seems like this new skate won't go away as people are still talking about it. Uh, high up people are still talking about it, uh, completely misinformed. Um, but Beats by Dre has come on as a personal services sponsor, and hopefully they'll be sponsoring a car. Not just A, because I want to see uh, Richard Petty Motorsports succeed and get more sponsors, but also Beats by Dre are friggin' cool. Um, I'd love to I'd love to own a pair, but uh, they're a little pricey, and the way I go through headphones, uh, it wouldn't be the wisest decision buying them at least at this time because I burn through headphones like you wouldn't believe um, a couple of NASCAR teams or a couple of American drivers are hoping to make their uh, NASCAR Euro Series debut pretty soon uh, among them being Julio Lavender Lavender uh, the, the formal the former uh, Survivor Game Show Series contestant uh, turned racer uh, is hoping to uh, continue her career over in Europe. So, um, got a couple of announcements, but first we gotta answer our trivia question. I asked, with Jimmy Johnson missing the Brickyard 400 and Justin Allgaier filling in. Who is the last person prior 
to Jimmy Johnson to attempt a cup race in the number 48. I want you to think about that for a second. And the answer is Stanton Barrett. The former driver slash stuntman slash movie director had actually attempted a race in the sport cut uh, number 48 Ford for the 2000 Daytona 500. Uh, did not qualify on time for that race. Tried to race his way into the field. Uh, and the 125 milers did not make it. So while he did not make the 500, he did attempt the race and did race in the 125. And he is the last driver before Jimmy Johnson to run the number 48 car. So there's your trivia question for the week. Got two announcements here. And these you're going to find very interesting. Uh, we will be doing a crossover at some point with the guys from the Club Kayfabe WrestleTalk, Dan and Chris, or, or at least Chris, uh, where we talk uh, racing and wrestling. Um, because there is quite a crossover there, um, you know, from Hermie Sadler to Bob Sparkplug Holly to even the old WCW cars and Kyle Petty and the NWO. We will talk about all that. I'm sure we'll, we'll have a whole lot of fun with that show. And we dropped our second Patreon episode. If you are a member of Patreon with the Club Kayfabe uh, podcast or CKCC radio, you'll be able to listen to that. Um, and we'll be doing more. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have uh, some guests and probably do some watch-alongs. I've already got some races picked out for that. Um, and I've already got some people in mind for those. And, uh, you know, I, I think that could be a big hit. Uh, races will probably be shorter races, you know, from an hour to maybe two hours at the most. Uh, you know, because I'm sure, I'm sure whoever I have on, whether it's myself and another person or just myself, I just won't have the attention span to record three hours watching a race um, and commenting. But I've already got a few, got some fun ones, uh, got some ones with a little bit of significance, you know, and, and I have... My first guest I have in mind, I have a race picked out just for them. Uh, so, but that is in the works. I can't guarantee that, but that's just something. But the the crossover episode will be happening at some point. Um, just got to set that up. Anyway, I'm Matt Hardman. This is the Race Nerd Podcast continue listening to the show and all the other shows on CKCC Radio. Uh, so many that I forgot all their names. But there's something for everyone from music to wrestling to movies to just general nerd stuff to the paranormal. I mean, there is something for everyone. And if you don't like any of that, you suck. Anyway, I'm Matt Hardman. This has been the Race Nerd Podcast. 
See you next week. See you at the track. Bye.